0: Hi everyone. I'm Cindy Arnson, the director of the Latin American program at the Wilson Center, and I'm your guest host for today's To The Point podcast. We're here to talk about migrant caravans from Central America, large groups of migrants moving north together, and also about how the Biden administration's plans for dealing with these kinds of surges in migration might change. Joining me for today's discussion is Ricardo Zuniga, a senior diplomatic fellow at the Wilson Center who's on leave from the State Department. Ricardo is actually from Honduras and he's also one of the lead authors of a new study published by the Wilson Center last month which evaluates U.S. assistance to Central America and how it might be better channeled. Ricardo, thanks so much for joining us. Um, So my first question, is um, in mid-January, a group of about 8,000 Hondurans began a journey northward. They were hoping to reach the United States and obviously to get in. But isn't this the Biden administration's worst nightmare, Um, that potential migrants would be attracted to come to the United States because of a perception that immigration policy would not be as restrictive as it had been under the Trump administration?
1: Well, thank you very much, Cindy. And you're absolutely right that this had been a concern among uh, many of the people looking at what immigration uh, patterns might look like after a change in administration, because very typically there had been uh, not just actual information but an enormous amount of misinformation that was used to uh, by coyotes and smugglers to stimulate the kind of movements that make money for them. Uh, but there is also just plain word of mouth, and so there were concerns that might be the case. On top of that were uh, the hurricanes that struck Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, and Guatemala uh, in uh, very recently, and that caused tremendous damage, some of the worst storms to hit since Hurricane Mitch. And what we saw was enormous displacement, uh, primarily in Honduras and Guatemala. So there was a large pool of people that looked like they were prepared to travel, and in fact they did. An enormous component of the people that uh, were among those 8,000 were people who didn't have a home. Uh, and according to some journalists who were with the group, they knew in general that there had been a change in the U.S. administration, but by far the largest driver was the fact that these they, they had lost everything and felt like their only option was to leave, uh, leave Honduras.
0: Thanks Ricardo. So this particular group was beat back, including very violently uh, by Guatemalan troops, uh, soldiers. Um, And the Trump administration had actually been quite successful in twisting the arms of Central American governments, um, the Mexican government, to stop migrants in their tracks, to to turn them around before they reached the southern U.S. border. So how, if at all, do you think these agreements with other countries in the region might be modified by the Biden administration?
1: I think first of all the the point that you raised earlier about the caravans being anticipated in fact, they were and there were some arrangements between the governments of Honduras Guatemala and Mexico to constrain the travel not only because of the concerns about ir- irregular migration and um, The fact that in Mexico um, This has become an issue as well as it is in the United States Uh there were also real concerns about the impact on covid uh, uh transmission in central america and the real concern that this would contribute to um a, a spread in very vulnerable communities and in fact what the guatemalan authorities reported for the peep from the people they assisted was that there was a substantial positive rate and um so there was a lot of anger by the government of Guatemala towards Honduras, which had committed to constraining this flow of, of people based on health grounds. And that was uh, reinforced by the government of Mexico, which praised the Guatemalan response again because of both the concerns about migration and, um, and, and health issues. But your, your point is an important one. What is going to change in the way that the Biden administration is likely to deal with this, uh, in, the countries now that uh, we see um, That it did have an effect some effect and certainly on the flow of people But it didn't reduce the pressure that exists to continue this kind of migration so what you see in the uh, Plans announced by the biden team have been a focus on mechanisms to uh, address asylum and speed Processing and to expand uh to re. Establish plans, uh, programs that existed in Central America during the Obama administration to handle at least some uh, of the refugee claims in Central America itself, particularly with a focus on minors, uh, and to take other steps uh, along those lines. Now, in, there is also real uh, skepticism among the Biden team about whether the ACA, these agreements, these third-country agreements, safe third-country agreements were really in compliance with U.S. commitments under, you know, under uh, international law related to asylum. So my guess is those are gonna get a hard look.
0: You mentioned um, these devastating hurricanes that hit Honduras, Nicaragua, affected millions of people in Central America. Um, but there's actually been a fair amount of assistance from the United States, from uh, international uh, relief uh, agencies Why isn't this aid getting into the hands of the people that need it most?
1: So it's really important to distinguish that a lot of emergency aid has been deployed, but that tends to be for the immediate circumstances. So what that means is aid that is directed at providing food, shelter, uh, medical care for the people immediately displaced uh, by this, but the, the real assistance and assistance that in honduras and guatemala the governments have tried to organize themselves to to manage is uh the rebuilding the the significant structural assistance that goes way beyond this immediate emergency moment and that is a a question that still has to be resolved and a big impediment is going to be convincing the international community to provide support to governments whose record is not strong in terms of managing resources and where even in the covid response there was there were substantial reports of corruption and diversion of funds uh, and so in this environment it just it ties directly to why the biden administration wants to focus on governance issues as part of its approach so that even in an emergency and especially in an emergency the international community will feel some greater confidence that they can um provide assistance that's going to reach its destination it is a real problem and uh, something that is impeding this larger uh, rebuilding effort. Thanks, and
0: you mentioned a moment ago um, asylum policy and within days of, of his inauguration, um, President Biden sent um, to Congress a proposal for comprehensive immigration reform. What What do we know or what do we anticipate about the ways that U.S. asylum policy might change in ways that make the process more fair, more humane, more efficient, uh, mm-hmm. without simply attracting huge numbers of people that hope to get into the United States by claiming political asylum.
1: So the uh, legislation that the Biden administration in, is has submitted to Congress—it's apparently been submitted, but is not public yet. Um, they've already uh, indicated in the around the area of asylum there are a couple of things that they're going to do very early on, and then there are steps. That are going to take time and they've emphasized uh, Susan rice the new head of the domestic uh, policy council uh, And jake sullivan the new national security advisor during the transition period were interviewed on this topic and really emphasized that uh, While there are some steps that are going to be taken right away The majority of this work as it relates to asylum and processing on the southwest border is going to take a long time to establish so for the moment, uh, there's not going to be rapid change. Where there is going to be immediate change is on the policy of metering, this limiting the number of asylum applications accepted every day and, and forcing people to uh, wait uh, for processing in Mexico, which subjected them to unsafe conditions. That's clearly going to be an early uh, target for addressing uh, by a Biden administration because the way they see it, it uh, potentially puts us out of compliance with our international commitments. Uh, and with long-term U.S. policy. The other thing is that the bill submitted by the administration, according to the fact sheet that's been uh, put forward by the administration, is going to provide additional funds to uh, clear out the asylum backlogs and provide the amount of both technical and personnel-related support to be able to process these cases more efficiently.
0: Thanks. I think we have time for one final question, which has to do with the temporary setback of this particular caravan, but the rumors that there's another large one that's forming simply because of what you've identified as these push factors, the terrible need in the wake of the hurricanes. What do you expect will happen uh, to that one?
1: So I think what we saw in Guatemala and Mexico in particular suggests that governments are going to remain committed to limiting the flow of people. I mean, I think they have to think from the perspective again not just of guatemala which looks at immigration not just domestically but through the lens of its relationship with the united states you also have mexico which looks at it through the lens of its relationship with the united states but also through its own domestic concerns about the flow of people at a time when mexico is reeling from covid and from a massive economic downturn so you have a foreign policy concern on mexico's part a domestic motive to drive What they emphasize, and what the Guatemalan government emphasizes, is a commitment to safe, legal, and orderly migration. Obviously, these are politically sensitive issues for both the Mexican and Guatemalan governments, but they see a value to maintaining strong control over uh, migration through their countries, not only because of the immediate considerations uh, for their own uh, populations, but also because they're aware that the Biden administration submitted this comprehensive immigration bill. Essentially, neither Guatemala nor Mexico wants to be responsible for derailing this important uh, legislation, uh, It's legislation that's important to their own populations uh, domestically and because they represent very large communities, both countries in the United States.
0: Ricardo Zuniga, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to our listeners of the To The Point podcast. And special thanks to our producer, Oscar Cruz.
1: Thank you so much, Cindy. This episode of
0: To The Point was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. For sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at lap at Thanks for listening.